Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Real people doing real deals in real estate and no fake gurus allowed. We bring you the best and the most real real estate investors in the space. They'll be showing you the good, the bad, and the ugly of real estate investing. Like, share, subscribe, get notified. It's the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have a visitor all the way from California, Mr. Oscar. Oscar, thank you so much for coming in, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for inviting me, man. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. It's my (laughs) pleasure to have you here, Oscar. So, you know, you're a real estate investor now. Yeah. Right? Correct. And and so anyway. (laughs) Yes. That's what you like to think, right? And you're doing deals in California, right? Is that that's your market? Correct. Correct. But take me to who is Oscar? Like, are you from the U.S.? Are you an immigrant? Uh, uh, some from immigrants? Like, how? Like, tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm um, I'm from California. California. Uh, being, uh, born and raised in Fresno, California, Central Valley. Okay. And um, I've been there my entire life. Wow. And um, and yeah, I mean, um, yeah, just California raised man. Wow, so what's that big gang that's over there in Fresno that's got like a bulldog or something? Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's the Bulldogs. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Fresno Bulldogs. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, that's the only thing I know about Fresno. because well, I, you wouldn't be able to wear, wear your red shoes out there. Really? You something about your red, red yeah. shoes? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to wear it out there, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So th- it's still pretty much an ongoing thing? Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, how big is Fresno, like? Uh, it's pretty big, man. Uh, it's it's growing. I'd say I, I can't remember the population, but um, it's a big city. Okay. Um, a lot of people are moving down from Los Angeles uh, down to Bakersfield and to the Fresno area. It's it's growing quite a bit. Uh, it's a really great market too. I think it was rated one of the best markets in California. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it's still very affordable. Got it. Um, and um, you know the average. I think the average cost for per, uh, for a house there is right around um, just under three hundred still. Under three hundred, right? Under three hundred, yeah. Yeah, that's why people from LA will go they're, there and they're I, eating it because rent in LA is three grand for a little bitty apartment, you know. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I mean, LA. I mean, Fresno's getting actually pretty bad with rents oh. as well. Pr- uh, prices are going up quite a bit, um, and they hold pretty strong. So wow, it's, it's, yeah, you can find a good property. So you grew up in Fresno, born and raised. Um, went to high school, all that. What do you do after that? Well, right after high school, I went to go work with my father, um, uh, up in the mines in Lompoc, California. And I did construction. Okay. Right. Um, first time ever found out what real hard work is. Yeah. Hard hat, <laughs> you know, boots, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. We're working up there with the miners and the mine, the miners didn't, didn't like us, the construction workers there. Why is that? Uh, we were, yeah, we were taking their jobs. Apparently. Got it. Um, man, I was 18, you know, just going to work when it was dark and coming home when it was dark and all right. the construction people did. I mean, they just, they just drank. That's all they did, man. Right. And go to work. And so, um, my, my father was a, a foreman at the time. So he's, you know, I was staying with him and just hanging out with the guys and just, uh, I had so many people just tell me, Hey, go back to school, you know, go do something else. You know, you don't want to do this the rest of your life. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work, man. And what, so, so what happened after 
After but, that, I kind of just, uh, you know, I went to sales. You know, I did sales. How do you decide to quit? Like, why did, what happened that you say, you listen to those guys saying go back to do something else or or they shut down the mind? Like, what, what happened? To be honest with you, it was just like a lot of conflict with my father. Okay. It's like working with family. Right. You know, it's always going to be an issue. But um, son, you got to do this. Exactly. And you're like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then uh, it's all it's it's hard work, man. Uh, like I said, it's hard on the Physical, body. Yeah. Physically. I mean, you know, I was I, I was probably the strongest I ever was when I was there. Wow. But, but uh, just being away from family and just like I said, you go to you went to work at, you know, four in the morning and got home, you know, sometimes nine o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, took a nap and went back to work and went back to work. And that's it. You know, that's it. It's just, um, yeah, it just wasn't something I wanted to do. Uh, got back uh, to Fresno and went into sales. You know, I did sales for a long time. Worked, um, did, I did collections and sales uh, when I got back. And then when I really got into sales, I helped a buddy of mine um, start up a uh, e-liquid company. So what is is that? It, that's for the e-cigarettes. Yeah. They sell the e-liquid. Okay. He started out as garage, man. And he came up to me. He goes, "Hey, do you, um, you you know what? Make some money on the side. Just sell these things, right? Um, just sell these things to the. And this is before it blew up, yeah, right. Um, and I would go around just cold calling, you know, and going up to like smoke shops and liquor stores and just selling that those little things. And he wow. he blew up, man. He blew up real big, um, big enough where he started to travel like in the states, going to events and and selling his product and." I would be in charge of like handling the event, selling products, things of that sort. And yeah, it, it was fun, man. It was really cool. Um, did a lot of sales, um, built a lot of relationships and then that market kind of took a dip. And then, um, why? Because all the vapes started coming out or uh, regulations and things of that okay. sort. Um, yeah, regulations. And then, you know, bigger companies were putting more money into it. And I just saw it like it, I saw the company was not, it was taking a, a dip. Yeah. Right? It, and so there was a writing in the wall. Yeah. And then, um, I started looking for a job and then I saw a post, uh, or an acquisition position, right. Uh, for a, um, investor in my area, big time investor right. in my area. So I went, I'm going to go work there. I knew somebody there who can get me in. Um, and, uh, she, she got me in, uh, she got me in and did acquisitions. You know, I was handed a, a script and at the time he had, um, he had inbound, uh, people setting appointments. Right. And he literally just gave me a script and said, here, go to these six appointments and try to buy this house as cheap as possible. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, no training. Uh, no, not really. I mean, okay. the training was kind of like on the go. I w did go with another acquisition. Okay. Guy. So you were shadowing somebody. Yeah. I was shadowing him. Um, and I probably went to like three or four appointments with him and we got like three, like we got deals right away. And right. And I remember just going to my own appoint, uh, my own appointments a couple of weeks after that and getting deals for the company. Wow. So it was really cool, man. It was a, it was a good experience. Wow. So, so you, you became an acquisitions agent and how long do you do that for? I did that for about six months. Okay. Um, six months, and then I got let go. Um, yeah, I basically, yeah, I got let go. And I think the reason he let me go is just he had doubled down on some marketing. Right. And I think he expected to get double the appointments. Right. Now, when that didn't happen, um, you know, it, shit hit the fan a little bit. Right. And so he, he had to make some cuts and stuff, and... You know, it was a mutual agreement for us to split. Right, because, yeah, it happens a lot, right? Like, you put money into it, and were you drawing, a, like, a salary or something like that? 
Uh, it was on a draw. So, on a draw. Uh, yeah, it was a draw. I think uh, I remember it was like a small base, and then and the it was commissions. a draw, and then you had to pay that back. It was a mix, right? Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I can see. You know, sometimes you put money into marketing, but the the calls to leads to appointments don't translate. Right. And then you got the people waiting to go on these appointments yeah. and you're like, oh man, like Well I'm he on. also hired like like more acquisitions at the time as that, well when that, he doubled down. Because he, he expected needed. double the appointments. Right. So when that didn't happen, he couldn't feed everyone appointments. Right. Right. So it just it yeah, it got it it was uh it got kind of bad, you know. And yeah, so he put a lot of money out and he wasn't getting the the, he the, wasn't getting the, the return. The, the, the return you know? So yeah, I'm sure he didn't want to make cuts. I mean, who who likes to make Nobody cuts? Nobody wants right? to let go let go of anybody. <laughs> So once you got cut, then what was for you? Like once I got cut, I actually got approached by the guy who actually trained me there. He was like his top salesman guy right. there, right? And he told me he was going to go on his own, and he wanted to um, partner up, right? And so I, I still only had six months of training, and he said, "Hey, I know you can close. I know you can get deals. Going to start my own thing. Do you want to come join me?" And I did. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. It's like, what do I have to lose? Well, I, and you got to remember, at this point, he was like the guy, right? right? He was the main closer. He was the guy closing everything. So I thought, like, honestly, I thought he was like the shit. And I was right. like, hey, this is another opportunity opportunity for me to learn from him. Right. So, you know, and um, ended up being one of the worst decisions I ever really? made. I mean, I mean, it got me to this point, but yeah. the experience was just horrible. Horrible, right, man. right, because it, it was a bad. whole different. It was a whole different animal. Yeah, it was just, um, it was bad, man. It was bad. I want to like, yeah. He he just he was not a good person. Let's wow. just put it that way. Okay, you know, and partnerships, and they tell you early on, right? Be careful who you partner up with, right? And um, you know, and I'm, I just I give everybody kind of like a chance, right? I gave I probably gave him. One too many. One too many, right? One too many, man. But but at the end of the day, I grew from it. Um, I learned from it. I took I took an L, that's for sure. But um, but more than anything, it was a proof of concept, right? Um, after reviewing it, sitting back, being able to analyze it, right? We did maybe like fifteen deals our first like eight months, right? And then after I broke it down, I did thirteen of those fifteen. Wow. So uh, at the end of it, I was like, "I don't need him. Yeah, you know? I can do. I can do this." Right. So just having that belief. Now let's go back a little bit. So yeah. you did you did thirteen out of the fifteen, but when you say you did thirteen out of the fifteen, did you buy them and sell them yourself, or you just locked them up and then he went and sold them? Like how no, did that work? No, I I I I sold them. Like after really looking back, like I. I sold them. You did the whole yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, and this is back then where you can have open houses, right? Where right. you can like send a text blast saying, hey, we're going to have a showing from like 1 to 3. Okay, got it. And you have like 10 or 15 people. And this is all them. local model because you're you're just in Fresno. You're correct, not, correct. You're not wholesaling in Georgia no, or anything no, like that. No, everything was driving for dollars, um, mojo dialer, right. like just picking up the phone and, and, and making those right, calls. Right, just hustling. You yeah, were just hustling. Just yeah, straight, straight hustle, up hustle. Bro. Yeah, Straight up hustle, bro. Straight up, hustle. wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that um, because that 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 I I can see now why you're growing right the way you are. Um, is you have the hustle in you. It's just that now it's just a matter of plugging in all these different systems. Yeah, to make I mean, that happen. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. The the growing stages is crazy, right? Yeah, because you go from doing a couple deals 
and then you go and then you try to scale that business and there's just so much to do to scale that business and so much to learn and um yeah that's what brings us here today right that's <laughs> so, awesome man that's <laughs> awesome so um so you figure okay you know i bought the deals i sold the deals i can probably do this on my own right and you just went and 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 decided to do your own thing. Yeah, I did. I decided to do my own thing. And then um, then I got a a partner that I currently have right now. And um, his name's Todd Piggott. Okay. And um, he is a hard money lender here in my local area. Well, he's in 11 different states. But right. he basically presented me with an offer and said, hey, like, you know, um, you know, I, I'd like to create an off-market division at my company. Um, you know, are you... Are you looking for a job? And I said, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done working for anybody, man. <laughs> he goes, well, right. how about a partnership? So I, I heard him out and, um, you know, we, we, we got to working on our partnership and we came to, a, we came to a conclusion on how he can help me and I, how I can help him. And we just formed this like really, really nice relationship together. Okay. So, um, he provides a, a lot of value and resources and kind of just lets me do my own thing, you know, right. and do what I'm good at. And that's, you know, well, he's busy enough with his other businesses. Right, so. right. So he just allows me to kind of just do my thing and focus on getting more deals. And, you know, that's what I like to do. That's good. I'm glad to hear. So uh, what does your operation look like today? Like, you know. So today um, we we have a small team. Um, and when I say small, it's like five and under, right? Uh, I have two acquisition reps. I have uh, a few VAs. Uh, we're outsourcing our cold calling at the moment. Um, I have about four or five cold callers who are calling full time. And then I have one VA who does all the follow-up and text messaging. And then um, I just hired a TC. Okay. Transactional yeah. coordinator. Correct. And then our next position will be uh, Dispo. Got it. Yeah. Which we talked about offline before. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Good deal. So you've been doing this for how long now? Almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah. So in three years, how many deals have you done, like, in total that, that you can count on? Uh, it's got to be I don't know, 150, maybe. 150. Maybe 150. Yeah, that's about 50 deals a year. Yeah, we did about 50 deals this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, we also do some in-house flips, too. Right. So we're flipping, too. Um, and we average somewhere around three to four flips per month. Right. So, and how long does it take you on the flips? Like from the time to buy, fix it and then sell it. We'd like to be out. We'd like to be out 120 days, right? We'd like to average that. But right now it's like 150 only because good, good work is kind of hard to find right They're now. They're kind of hard like, to yeah, find. Yeah. Contractors and just like inventory. House is seat empty for a little while yeah. without work getting done. But it's okay. Cause you know, at the price points we're able to get them at, we can, we can afford that time. Right. So. Right. And, and you have a partner with money. So the funding just takes place in house, right? Yeah. Yeah. My partner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He brings it in house. It's the, the good thing about that is like, it like we can get a little bit more aggressive. If we need to, and then, like, if we need to tell somebody, hey, we can close in three days, we can close in, in right. three days. Yeah, you got money yeah. in. <laughs> right, right. And then, um, yeah, and then, like, my, my business partner, he's, he's doing some pretty crazy stuff right now, too. He's, uh, he just started a REIT, so he's, like, trying to build money right now. Wow. So, and he's building his own fund. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's going to benefit us in the long run as well. Right. That's good, man. That's good to know. 
So on the wholesaling operation, you have four cold callers, two acquisitions guys, yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's four, six, seven actually. Yeah, people. Yeah. Um, and now and eight with uh, the TC. Yeah, yeah. See, you just grew and you didn't even realize it. You got eight people. That's funny how we break it down like that. Because yeah. I'm over here thinking it's just like three. No, you, know? you got all these people. You got two acquisitions, four cold callers, and you got a TC and yourself. That's actually eight people. Oh, shit. And then once you add your dispo, that's nine. Right. Um, and eventually you'll continue to add more dispos and hopefully more acquisitions as you grow. If, if you grow bigger, like nationwide type, right. you know, um, which we op- are right mm-hmm. operations so you're looking to grow nationwide oh yeah we actually just joined uh cory gary's yes uh program and i've known cory for quite a for quite some time and um he's been helping us out with our ppc and we're starting to get into other markets now so that's been um our growing pains right because it's not our market so dispo is a little harder but um but we're locking them up yeah so um and as we continue to grow we'll just get better I mean, it's just a process, you know, and the, the, and the first thing is a limiting belief. So I used to be on your shoes years ago, right? When I was the guy going to the appointments and I was locking them up and raising the money and flexing the houses and flipping them and all that. And then one day I saw Nick Perry, he's doing deals all over. And I'm like, what do you mean you're doing deals in like Florida or Alaska? <laughs> and, and he's like, man, I just do nationwide. And I was like, and you, cause he told me I live in Austin and I said, Austin, yeah. Is that a good place to wholesale property? So he's like, no, but that's where I live. And I said, so how do you wholesale property? So, oh, we do it all virtual. You know, like we do it all over the phone. Yeah. And at that time, I, I, I knew what he was talking about. I just didn't understand the language. Mm. I said, what do you mean you're doing it all over the phone? He's like, yeah, we just close properties over the phone. And then my own limiting beliefs was like, oh, I got to go see the house. I got to go create a rapport with the seller. Right. I got to sit on that living room or the kitchen table, get the contract, get it signed, mm-hmm. then bring the contractors, execute, blah, 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 bill blah. Report, bill report. Bill do report, it. yeah, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Ricardo, you can do that over the phone, dude. Like, you just talk to people on the phone, and you don't even have to do that. You train people to do that. And then, which I'm like, what? Yeah, so you do that, train people to do that. Then you go and get pictures from yeah. the seller, like they'll take, they all have an iPhone. Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> well, it helps when it's PPC and they're coming to you, right? Right. Well, so. but actually, the way we do it, which which is texting, still get it done. Like yeah. we still do the report thing, but it's all built over the phone now. Right. You know? Right. We may do a Zoom call or a, or a FaceTime, you know, things like that. So, um, once I saw him doing it, and then I saw a couple of other guys doing it, I said, hmm, maybe they're onto something. That's when I started, you know, going that route. Uh, and and it, it's just going to be a matter of time before you say, I don't need to go to a house anymore. You know, like one of the limiting beliefs I had also was my acquisitions and dispositions guys need to be here in the office. Yeah. I got over that already. Really? And now, so my acquisitions are in Miami. Mm. Now I'm, I'm shifting that to my VA. So... Even my dispositions, I'm shifting it to my VA, so I'm training those guys better so they can do it all. Like, literally, remotely overseas, probably in a year or so, I don't need this office anymore. I may just need my studio because I like doing this, like the podcast and recording and producing. But I'm like, I'm going to do that all of that stuff overseas because, number one, they're hungry. Yeah. Number two, a lot cheaper than doing it here. 
cheaper. <laughs> and number three, I find more quality people, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, and and so that's well, where they're, they're very hard workers. They're hard workers. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the, talk, the, think about your call callers. Well, they sit in there all day long. Rejection after rejection after oh, rejection after yeah. until they bam, they get one. Right. So I think there's just a difficult part is just finding that right VA. Right. Yes. But if you find them, I mean, they can be so valuable. They are. I mean, they just. Yeah. I mean, my uh, the VA I have right now has grown so much. I mean, I like she does everything. Right. Wow. She'll cold call, she'll follow up, she'll text, she'll, like, I, I even had her do a little bit of dispo, you know, talking to buyers. So yep. um, I try to keep her as busy as possible, and I just wish I had, like, two or three more of like her. Like her, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's the difficult part. Right. It's just finding that right VA. Well, one thing you have to do when you get with these VAs, where, whatever they come from, is you got to, like, spend some time with them. And yeah. I'm I'm guilty of it, like. I have 29 or 30 VAs, oh, and I'm like, dude, I, some, I don't even know some of the names of my VAs. You follow yeah, me? Yeah. So I'm guilty of that, like not spending enough time. Now, Caesar, Shane, Carlos, Carla, they all spend time with them. Like they, But me as the leader of the, the, the pack, I should get more calls with them, understand what they need, you right. know. Know their name, like their family, because that's important for the them. Training is extremely important. Training, yeah. training them. So accountability too is just you got to keep them accountable because they'll they'll go off track. They were they really will. If you like, we we hold weekly meetings, and we're always like tracking what they're what they're doing, what they're saying, right? Because they'll go off script if you let them. Oh yeah. So like hundred <laughs> percent. So it's just like being able, like taking the time to manage them, right? And then like and then training your like. Right now, I even have one of my AQs actually hosting the weekly meetings, and I trust her. Well, that's good. That's empowerment. You're empowering exactly. them to do it. Yeah, and she like, and I trust her enough to like be able to do that. And she's on top of it, so she's the one listening to the calls and following up on the leads. She's the best person to, to I think personally to to have those meetings wow. with the cold callers. So. That's awesome, man. I'm 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 glad you're doing that. That that shows you're growing, like because uh, you're letting go of power and empowering others to go. That was the toughest thing for me, I'll be honest with you. And yeah. it's still tough to me to this day. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable. Just, yeah, it gets, you know, they, they get uncomfortable, right? They always yeah. tell you to get uncomfortable. I mean, um, but letting go. That, and we talked about that earlier today. It's just, yeah. it's, to me, that was very, very hard to let go. Wow. Yeah, now, now for me, it was limiting beliefs. Like, understanding that I had a limiting belief, and then I was like, oh, really? And then seeing somebody else do it, oh, hold on a second. I got to go do what that guy's doing. Yeah. So I can grow faster. Like, you know, I don't need to go invent the wheel myself. He has a wheel. Hey, what is it? What works for you? This is what works for me. Boom, 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 boom. Done. I'm going to go do that. And that I implement it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, are you going to trip and fall? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to make mistakes, right? And Well, that was so cool about coming here today, man, seeing your operations. It's just like, like getting that belief and seeing other people be successful and just being like, man, I like there's no reason why I can't do that either. Yeah. You know? And um, so that's going to be my next thing is just going to more of these like masterminds and just meeting people who are just doing it better than you. Yeah. 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 So for many years, dude, I, I like, I stayed away from that. I was like, because I thought I didn't need their knowledge for some reason. Like I was better than whatever. Cause right. I knew it all or I knew what I knew. You know, and and I have done ego, right? Yeah. So ego gets, 
Now I just buy my way into as many groups <laughs> as I can. Yeah. By buying my ticket, like you know, I go to Phoenix all the time uh, to the All In Guys events, and then I go whoever is putting on an event. I'm like, well, I want to go tap into that network, and I want to learn what they're doing because you can take the stairs or you can take the elevator. Right. Man, I'm taking the elevator every single time now. Yeah. But I used to take the stairs for many years. Yeah. Right. And you know. By the way, guys, we're doing a two a two day uh, goal setting mastermind right now. That's why Oscar is here. He came from California, and then um, in in this mastermind, we have nothing but seven figure guys. Um, I don't know if your operation is seven figure or not yet, but I'm pretty sure after this, you're gonna be close to that. Be lingering around that that. It's just like uh, there's no excuse now. You know what I mean? It's just like you see like. Yeah, there's some great people here today, man. And yeah, they've—I mean—they've given me so much knowledge today. It's and it's kind of exciting. Like I already want to go back and implement these changes. Right? It's like, and you have to, like, you have to literally <laughs> go there and like, okay, boom, 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 because yeah. otherwise, you go back to doing the same thing. Is you're gonna have the same results? Not that your results are bad right now, but right. but it's like, okay, if I want to go have a five hundred thousand dollar month, like freaking Scott is right. How is it that you're doing it? Oh, this is what I'm doing. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, sir, I'm going to go do that, right? Yeah. Or if you want to get more deals with texting, which you own a platform, right. what is it that you're doing? This is, what I'm, this is how I'm pulling my list, and this is the places where I'm going. All right, I need to do just that, right? Well, that, that's the beautiful thing about, like, even today, dude, like, it's we're on day one, and I already feel like I, I was given enough, like, information to go make seven figures next year. You know, we're in December, so, like... Especially from the communications perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you communicate with your VAs, yeah. with your acquisitions guys, with your dispo guys, you know, even with your family, like... Correct. Kids, you know, wife, parents, you know. Sometimes we analyze, like, man, now I understand why my dad and I freaking clash so right. much, right? Because we're not communicating effectively from, from one side or the other one, right? Which I used to have that problem with my father as well. Right. Now, I just didn't, like to be told what to do, right? And, <laughs> and he was my boss, so I was kind of like on the same shoes as you probably were back then in the mines. But I, he's in the insurance business, and I was yeah. working with him. I was young and dumb earlier, too. Me, too. Know? Like, <laughs> I, all I did was drink and party and chase women around. That was <laughs> it. Like, that, those were my three priorities in life, yeah. you know? And those are not my priorities anymore. <laughs> Trust me. I, like, I got one lady to choose, and that's my little daughter, Manuela, because my wife, I don't even have to chase her anymore. But... Um, but anyhow, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's being able to communicate with clarity, understand what your goals are, set up, set boundaries, set goals, steps to get to those goals, and then surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, that's a, that's key. I think that's one of the, once you have that right network, yeah. man, you rise up so easy. It's, it's, well, it, not easy, but. If it's, I, w I was going to say effortless, but that's not it, really the word because there's effort that needs to be go uh, behind it. But well, you got to put the work in, that's for you sure. You have to put the work in, yeah. yeah. But but it's, I call it the financial thermostat, right? So do you know what the financial thermostat is? Not. You don't. Okay. So let's talk about the financial thermostat, guys. So AC units, they have a thermostat, right? Right. So if you go into your house and you want the temperature to be at 70, right. you just dial it to 70, 
And all of a sudden, the AC, boom, it goes, keeps it at 70, right? Yeah. We all have a thermostat, all of us. Yeah. Yours may be at 100 grand. Uh, the next guy may be a million. Right. The other guy is 250. So we all have different numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And with different thermostats. Like my thermostat is set at 4 million, for instance, which is it's been my highest year on on assignments right That's awesome. right but this is a few years back okay so it is it's, it's high there right so what happens when i meet somebody that's at a million and they're like hey so we start comparing their thermostat starts rising I see. because now they're catching up to if i'm willing to share they're catching up to what i'm willing to share and now they're you know they're like oh this is how you're doing it you're showing me the roadmap if i follow that roadmap my thermostat goes up. Right. Right? But that's by association. Because if you don't find these people, how do you know? How do you even know it's real? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't. You got you to gotta take the leap of faith. I mean, I met you just by meeting Corey Geary, yeah. right? I mean, I met David Olds by meeting. By association. Corey Geary, you know. And you know like, how David and Corey met? No. Because I invited Corey to a mastermind, and David flew to the same mastermind. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's just crazy. And David was invited by another friend, Charles, yeah. uh, in San Antonio. So Charles and David knew each other mm-hmm. briefly. They didn't know each other for a long time, but briefly. Charles called me and said, Ricardo, I need to. Uh, I want to put a mastermind together, and I want you to help me doing it because I've done events for a while. And, and I was like, sure, I'll help you. What do you want to do with the mastermind? He said, well, it's going to be an invite-only mastermind, only players in this space. Who do you know? And I was like, oh, sh- I, I know a bunch. Because yeah. now, by now, I've, I've been investing in in putting myself on the circles, right? Yeah. And I called Corey. I called, you know, a bunch of other guys that showed up to the mastermind. And But Charles called David. So check this out. So now Charles calls David. I call Corey. We all went to this one mastermind. Corey and David becomes friends. You end up in Corey's mastermind one way or another. I don't know how you got there, but you got there. Right. Right? You met David. Mm-hmm. You met me, and look at where you are now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the power of association and, and networking. And 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 you've been picking up your business, not only from Corey, but now from David and from me and from all these other guys that you're picking because you're building your own Frankenstein. Yeah. And you kind of have to, though. You can't yeah. just pick one and just, you no, know, no, no. there's that no, one, there's no one hat fits all. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, um, but it's also exciting, too, because yeah. everyone's a little bit different. Everyone yeah. teaches you something a little, you know, something new. Yeah. And I like I've learned something new from you with the texting platform. Yeah. You know, David with the Dispo, Corey with the PPC. Yeah. You know, and like. Who knows? Next week, you know, it might be some of the new guys that are here. Like, <laughs> dude, and I'm a late adopter. Like, I learned about novations a year and a half ago from Corey. No shit. And I looked at that. Eh, I don't know. That looks too complicated. Like, too much paperwork. I'm, I'm good on the assignments, right? Yeah. And I was doing well at yeah. that time with assignments. So I'm like, I'm not gonna distract myself with these novations. But now it's like, no, I need to force that novation because he's killing it. This other guy's killing it. This other guy's killing it. Seems to be actually easier yeah. than actually doing a freaking assignment. So I, I've adopted late 
everything I've learned, you know, a while back. Yeah. Now, on the Dispo side, I went to Davis' event for two days, but because it was a two-day in-person, immersive, as soon as I left there, me and Caesar had um, a, a whole list of action items, and we yeah. executed right away. Yeah. And boom, within, within getting back to the office, six properties were moved, you know. Yeah, I mean, I paid for some other programs in the yeah. past, dude, and just, like, have, didn't really get anything out of it. And right. sometimes they even get, like, what we're doing now, like, just, like, uh, some FaceTime. Because they're person. just they're just selling education, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just teaching. They're not, they're not mentoring or coaching, which is pretty much what we all do now. Like, right. Corey, myself, David. Even though I see myself more as a coach than a mentor. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of guys call me a mentor, and I kind of, like, felt weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, if could you call me a coach and I'm coaching you on something, I say, okay, yes, I, I, I accept that. But some people are just teachers and they just want to sell that, the knowledge. And if whatever, it's like going to college. It really is. Yeah. You go to college. Yeah. Do they really care whether you got a job afterwards and, and became very successful or not? Hell no. They were just teaching. Yeah. But the coach and the mentor, well, a mentor, sometimes you don't pick a mentor or, or the mentor doesn't know he's mentoring somebody. Right. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, do you listen to a podcast or or do you follow people that you like? That, yeah, yeah. Like who? Give me one. Um, I mean, Corey's one of them. Um, Brent Daniels is one of them. I like but, Brent. But, it, but, okay, so let's talk about Brent Daniels, right? So is are you on his coaching program or? I was three years ago. You were? <laughs> okay. Okay. And, but you still see him as a, as, a, as a figure that you follow. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, he could be considered a mentor to you. Correct. But he probably doesn't even know he's your mentor. Right. You follow me? Yeah. So that's that's the difference in between mentoring and coaching. Now, Corey is coaching you. Yeah. He could also be a mentor. Yeah. But he's coaching you because he gets on a call with you and said, Oscar, all right, what do you do, buddy? You know, yeah. hey, this is what I did. Bam, 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 bang. He's like, okay, change this, fix that, move this, do that. Yeah. Done. That's what I like about like that's what I like about Corey, you and like even David. Like, yeah. like I can I could text you guys yeah. and you guys text back. Yeah. You know? Like I can't do that with, with Brent. Well, he's busy. Yeah, yeah. And but he's got thousands of students, yeah, right? Yeah. So understandably. Once right. you get to that point to where you have thousands of people, you know, it's like, man, like you even have to change your phone number because <laughs> <laughs> right. you get flooded. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get you can have thousands of text messages. How do you get to all these people? You have to have a team purposely built for that, yeah. right? Yeah, but, and like, even with, like, newer students, like, people just getting started, right? Yeah. And they always come up to me and ask me, like, hey, what program should I buy? Right. I always say, buy a program where you can go meet that person, where you can have one-on-one I agree with you 100%. You know, 100%. where you can get that coaching, you know, and that whether that person is going to take time out, out of his day to really help you. 100%. I agree. I, I believe in vetting, vetting your, your coaches and, and mentors as well. Like, make sure they're doing it, too. Yeah. Like, that's why I like Corey because, like, oh, I want to learn innovations. I know Corey's doing them, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. he's figured a way out to do them effectively. So, you know, is, is his program perfect? Probably not. But you know what? It works. Yeah. So. Well, that's the beauty of it. I mean, you go, like, you see what his struggles are. You see what's working. You know, Corey will tell you. That, oh, yeah. We we messed up on this property here right. because of A, B, and C, right? That's so we're going to make the adjustments so now we're better on the next one. I mean, there's value in that. Yes, you know, like there's let you know. I mean, not to say like let Corey make the mistakes, but like he's willing to make make those mistakes. And, yes, and, and well, he's leading the way and he's further ahead, right? Right. So, 
So he's been doing ovations now for over a year, right? So I'm starting. I'm going to default to him. Like, no, hey. Novations are the future. I, I think novations are right. the future. I think it's um, it gives you a competitor, uh, competitor's advantage. And um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's the, it's going to be the new wholesale, I think. I believe so. I agree with it, um, uh, with you. And, and I can't wait until we start implementing more innovations. We just barely got, got it going. I'm, I'm and I'm a, I delegate too much now, I guess. So I delegated that to Shane, and Shane is, is yeah. in charge of implementing it, right? Shane's such a cool dude. Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> he, I love Shane, man. Like, Shane is my, my, I love him. So um, I fire people over that, by the way. So, because I chose him, you know, other than the other person. Maybe the other person was right, but I still chose the guy. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I have a great team uh, with Shane, Caesar, even the guys that were that came before that are no longer here, I still consider most of those guys part of the team because right. they made an impact here one right. way or another. Uh, like Junior, Jesse, uh, Sangster, Caxi, uh, they're no longer working with me, but they they came here and they did something and we learned from it and we grew from it and they made money, I made money. Uh, whether they're here uh, with me or not anymore it, yeah. it's, it's, it's beyond the, the point, but uh, I still think very highly of all of them. And... I've never. I don't think I've ever had a fallout with anybody in my team. Yeah, uh, it's been more of a struggle. Like, man, I I doubled down on marketing. Marketing didn't produce. I was expecting more of this person. This person didn't put out. Man, I'm sorry. I have to let you go. You know, things like that. Yeah. But if it, you know, ultimately it's my fault. Right. You know. Now they have to assume their fault. If they want to, right? Like if they didn't. Like if you have an axe that didn't lock up enough deals or whatever. I mean, you're putting the money because ri the risk is you and your partners, right? You right. guys are putting money on marketing and mm -hmm. systems. But if then if the leads come in and they and he doesn't lock up the deals that he's supposed to, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you're like, you got to make a decision. You either retrain him, repurpose him, or, hey, I'm sorry, man, this is not working out. Yeah. Right? So happens all the time. But um, you're growing your operation. So what's your... In the future for you, right? Your immediate goal, per se. What 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 do you like to see in your operation? Uh, just uh, consist uh, consistency. That's what we'd like to consistency. see. Um, yeah, because we you know we've had six figure months, right? Um, but we just like to have them, you know, every month. Every month, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, um, yeah, and just uh, get you know, innovation is going to be a big a big thing that we um, pivot to this upcoming year and getting that dialed down and just, um, you know, just killing it in 2022. That's awesome, man. And then like on a personal, you want to start getting properties, being a landlord or what, what, how do you see yourself doing that? I think, I, I think I, um, for at least for 2022, I'm going to be spending a lot more time, uh, focusing on my personal development. I think after this weekend, after everything, you know, we're, we're lit, we're learning is just, I think personal development is just really big. I had a buddy back home, um, shout out to my buddy Stratton Brown, but, um, he's the one that pulled me aside and said, Hey, like you, if you're going to invest money, invest money in yourself. That's it. That you can't lose. Like, yeah. Like you, he's like, Hey, forget the, you know, forget the rental right now. Go put money in yourself. Man. And shout out. Come. What's his name again? Stratton Brown. Stratton Brown. Shout out to you, brother. <laughs> you got it, man. You're right. He's right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I've done a lot of that this year, uh, and and I'm continuously doing that. Well, you see, we put this thing together, and yeah, and yeah. and 
And this wasn't a money-making event. It, like, I'm just trying to share the load in between all of us. That way, yeah. I'm not just the only guy, or you are not the only guy paying for the whole thing, right? Right, right. But, you know, because it really is a mastermind in a way, but it's a little different because we're setting goals, we're learning how to communicate more effectively, communication styles, how to be better with our team. Right. Um, I'm, I'm actually very satisfied with a lot of the stuff that we went over today because yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Man. A lot of the stuff I wasn't expecting. Oh, really? Okay. No, and I've been I've been working with Ruben since 2015, dude. Yeah. This is six years. Dude. Oh, Ruben's he's amazing. amazing he's yeah. amazing. Um, and um, you know, but kudos to you, man. Personal development is where it's at. Yeah. Um, I remember when I thought that was like a wasted money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just that we don't know what we know. Right. And now the more money I can put on myself learning, surrounding myself with the right people, making new friends, um, you know, alliances, like, hey, how can we help each other out? You know, um, uh, we just all, uh, you know, they say all, all time, uh, rice in the ships, whatever, all, whatever, but we all together rise together. You I know? never thought networking would be so important and so key. Oh, my God. In us growing. I, I just like, um, because... You would like the, you would just think like, hey, you're being a competitor and being, you know, competitive. Like you just want to do it on your own. Yes. Right. And so you really hold yourself back when you do that. You do. You really do. And like. I did that for years, by the way. Yeah. For years. And I bought coaching programs and I bought like, but like with the intention of getting, you know, getting um, instructions. Right. Do this, this and that. But never thought about actually putting money into myself or, you know, going to these masterminds, right, and networking. But they're they're very important. Man, like, uh, you know, the one of the things with me is that I've been self-taught. So I learned how to flip houses on my own. I learned how to become a contractor on my own. I learned how to become a wholesaler on my own. Right. I went and looked for information. Okay, this is what I need, this is what I need, this is what I need, and I went and took action because I'm, I'm an action taker, right? Yeah. The first time I ever bought a course of something right. related to wholesaling real estate was from Sean Terry, and we were already wholesaling. <laughs> yeah. And and we bought the 100K wholesaler, which is how to become a 100K wholesaler every month. Yeah. And, and, and me and Dennis, it was like a thousand bucks. And me and Den- Dennis, my business partner at the time. We were having a tough time paying those $1,000, and we were already a seven-figure <laughs> entrepreneurs. Yeah. Why were we having a tough time paying for 1000 bucks for a course when we were already making millions of dollars? Is because we had a lot of limiting beliefs saying, we don't need that. We can figure it out on our own. It was our ego and our pride. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But once we pay that 1000 bucks, and me and him, every morning, man, we got to the office, and I love Dennis, by the way. Shout out to Dennis. Um We'll come to the office together, watch these videos, and then implement. Okay, Ricardo, uh, we got to do a vision traction organizer. Boom, implement. Okay, we got to do this. Go implement. Every day, dude, every day. Like the first thing we did when we came to come to the office, watch those videos. Oh, we got to print out, you know, a 1,000 ma- or 10,000 mailers because we started doing KPIs, reverse engineering the KPI. So we'll go do okay, we got to put, I don't know, 20,000 mailers. We're going to get X amount of calls, X amount of houses, and we'll go ex- put the order on the mailers. 
And boom, next thing you know, we're getting the phone calls and we're getting the houses and we're like, shit, this works. Yeah. Right? But we had a tough time paying a thousand bucks for that. <laughs> and then we came, we became a hundred K wholesaler. And once we got there, we're like, okay, we're good. Cause I guess we were satisfied. Like shit, a hundred thousand dollars a month yeah. is a lot of money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still remember the first time I had 10 houses on the contract. To me, that was like mind blowing. I was like, cause I came from the corporate world, man. And you know, right. having a job and, and having my salary on the board was like, Man, I used to make two fifty a year. I can make this in a month. Yeah, get out of here! Like, and and my my mind was in disbelief because I'm like, man, I just got this. Now I just gotta go collect the checks, which right. is a whole different ball game, right? right? Um, but but yeah, shout out to Sean Terry there, uh, who uh, got me on the one hundred k wholesaler. How much is that uh, program now? I think it's the same. Is like, it? yeah, oh, like okay. he's that's got pretty, that's pretty cheap. No, he's yeah. got a bunch of programs in there, dude. Sean is the goat, dude. Like, the, he yeah. he's the best in my opinion out of all of us. Um, I had him on on our mastermind last year. He came over and and spoke on on the new tsunami that's coming with foreclosures and things like that, yeah. and how to capitalize on that. Evictions are gonna be crazy. Yeah. Evictions will be oh, crazy. Man, so. so, so yeah, he's um, he, you know, but that was my first time ever paying for something. And then once I went back analyzing how I got to where I was at some point, I said, man, if I didn't invest that money on that, I don't know if I would have ever gotten to those 100K months. Yeah. How can I do more of that? So now I just make up excuses to get myself into more courses and more networkings and masterminds. Right. And even if I don't have the money, like let, some of these masterminds are very expensive, you know, or, or not expensive, but, you know, they're, they're not cheap, right? So expensive is a limiting belief because it's like, okay, if it's 25 grand to get on this mastermind, what can I do to get those 25K to get on that mastermind, right? Because right. you know, you know, once you plug yourself in on that group, the upside is going to be, right? Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Because somebody has 25 Gs to go put on a mastermind. I mean, they, that's not probably not going to be the last 25. And if it is, then they're doing their best they can to maximize, you know, Taking action and all that. So yeah, it'll come back, man, tenfolds, you know. I mean, just, yeah, it, that was the toughest thing for me. It's like um, I've spent a lot of money on a lot of programs and just, um, but I could say to this day, all of it helped and all yes. of it has come back, right? And you'll never lose that knowledge. You'll never, it, and you'll never lose those relationships. No. I, I even bought a program for Manny Cash, you know, uh, shout out to Manny Cash in San Antonio, Texas. Dude, Manny's only been in the game for like a couple of years. But he did a cold calling course and he has got he's got a very thick accent, like <laughs> like Venezuelan accent and yeah. like, you know. And I said, man, I gotta buy because my, most of my VAs are from Venezuela, as you know. Right. And I said, I'm gonna buy Manny Cash's course and I'm gonna make them watch that course because they're gonna be able to relate, you know, to this guy that speaks broken English. That's awesome. And they're going to learn the process on how he cold calls and gets deals and properties. And, you know, and he's good. I, I, I started watching it and he's pretty pretty freaking good on, on, awesome, on the man. deal, right? But he's only been doing this for a couple of years. And here I am. I've been doing this since 2008. I don't mind learning from the guy that just came on the business. And like Scott, he's, you know, he was outside. He's only been a wholesaler for a couple of years. That's crazy, dude. He's got 100 people on his call center. Right? He's killing it. He didn't model anybody. He modeled himself pretty yeah. much. He went and like built a monster, mm-hmm. right? And here he is. He flew from Colombia. He used to come here to be with us this weekend. That's crazy. 
crazy, right? Yeah. There he, there you go. You're now you're leveling up with a guy that you're like, oh shit. Sitting yeah. right next to him too. Just yeah. Talk, uh, and hanging out with him, <laughs> right? He's like, dude, how do you do this? Like, I got a lot of questions for him, by the way, uh, this weekend. And you're gonna see on the next podcast, Scott Moore. Shout out to Scott. And La Masu Leads, by the way, you got to go check out that uh, service he's got. It's a top-tier service for real estate investors, especially wholesalers with larger operations. But, um, man, Oscar, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you you for sharing your story and your your experience. Um, And I'm looking forward to having you around again in in maybe next year or so to see see what the progress has been because – I see a lot of these podcasts, right, where where I see people coming at diff- in different stages, right? Yeah. And a, a guy like you, I like to see what the next stage looks like when it took place already. So yeah. um, it's exciting. It is. Yeah. It is, especially when you know you're going to grow, right? Right. Um, and uh, there is plenty of room to improve and to learn. Always. and Surround yourself with the right people. But, man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank, oh, thank you so you, much. Man. Thank you. Guys, don't forget, to, uh, don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. Attain Growth, May 27, 28, 2022. Website will be up on January 1st. We're going to be running a lot of ads. We're going to have a ton of speakers coming up to that event. It's going to be in Houston, Texas, only two days. Two days only, guys. Uh, you guys don't want to meet miss on the early bird okay we're gonna have some some discounts early bird discounts so we can we can have a lot of these networkings and masterminds and things like that together we're gonna level up and grow uh called the 10 growths i hope to see you there and we'll see you on the next one bye